Hello, welcome to Chips for Winners, a Scottish football podcast by fans for fans. We are back after like only a couple of days, Kevin. Two days. Yeah, I almost thought we should add a new name for this because this is kind of different. All right, this is not like After Dark. (laughs) (laughs) Not that there's anything racy, but you know, it's his own thing. Uh, What about uh, like dinner for winners? That's like slightly better than chips. Nah, Nah. we shouldn't, because then you have to set up all the nonsense on iTunes again, and that's an asshole. Have I ruined this already? Well, you've introduced the fact that we're not just going to do a standard show. We're going to just throw some things out about um, hopeful summers as fans that we were going to chuck in the last one, but we ran out of time. So we're going to make a whole special about, I will do this time, the most hopeful summer I had as a football fan. Which as an Aberdeen fan. Yeah, there's not that many. There can't be that many hopeful summers. No, but there was a a point in time in my life where it always felt like the glory days were just about to come back. (laughs) (laughs) Is this summer a hopeful summer? I, I think, I think the one thing Derek McInnes has brought to Aberdeen is consistency and a steadiness, where there's not either hope or disappointment. It sounds dull. I know, but it's like the emotional roller coaster. It's just about as dull as winning the league is all the time for you it's guys. It's not dull, John. It's not dull. You sure? Oh, mate, You're not fed up with it yet. I won't be fed up till we get to fifty-five, and then I won't care. All right, so everything is measured by that metric. Just, just to put down a wee marker and then we're like, yeah, it's boring, isn't it? Yeah, you can have it now. I do what you want. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, bored. Um, So, yeah, will we just fire straight... Well, uh, what's been doing? I should ask you that. What's been doing since the last two days I saw you or something? Um, Nothing. Work is work, work, John. Grafting. A good, honest graft. Other than that, nothing at all. I'm quite excited. I thought I was going to football this weekend, but I'm not. Selicott at home, but I'm working. We're playing Wren in a friendly. Just there. Yes. Glamour friendly. Why are we play? I don't know. Yeah, I thought the early start of the season had done away with glamour friendlies and we this just isn't a glamour friendly, is shit it teams that you can definitely beat, beat. to make sure. That yeah. Well, Rangers beat Oxford 5-0 yesterday, didn't they? I see that, yes. I see um, Stuart scored a wonder goal. Did as he? described by Rangers Twitter. I've not seen any. I, I know that's not true. I've seen the shot. I think is it is it Katic that shot from like the halfway line that hit the post. Nope, not seen that. Oh, he smashed it from about four miles out when it hit the post. Good, good. What a hit! Um, but other than that, I didn't really see much of that. I think that ties in nicely with our theme of hopeful summers. <laughs> <laughs> people, people of a blue persuasion or a red, white, and blue, as it would be, not just standard blue will be very excited by a shot from the halfway line and that Cattage might actually be able to stay in the team this year. Yeah, I mean, who knows? They've bought enough guys. But everyone's hopeful, isn't it, at this time of year? Surely, even Aberdeen fans expecting a third-place finish and a cup final and no winning. You're excited by that, surely? Uh, new heroes. New heroes. James Wilson. He, he, he's... He wasn't a hero, though. He wasn't a hero, but like he's, got the, he's got the ability to be a hero. You might, if he scores 10 goals, you might be able to sell him in January for a million quid. Yeah. You take that right now. Yeah, we'll not, we'll not get bogged down in this, but I think uh, James Wilson will have a good season. I think season. we should get bogged down by everything. Okay. Uh, James Wilson will have a, 
a much better season this season. The problem is where he fits in the team. Um, is it on the wing? That's where he looked most effective. Really? Yeah, by far. By far and away. Everything good he did for Aberdeen was cutting in off the wing or run down the wing on the counter-attack. Uh, yep. Starting at Livingston Christmas time where he came on off the bench and won us the game. There you go. You're getting rid of me, apparently. Woo! I mean, <laughs> if, if someone will take him. I, 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 I think a loan deal would be ideal for Aberdeen and Stevie May. Um, I, I don't think anyone else... I mean, the people who are going to look to take him and the people he's probably going to want to go to are other teams... Surely St Johnston would be like, they've lost Tony Watt, Aye. he's a club hero. If it's nothing else, a bit dull, but they would take him, surely. But he's got two years on a deal where he's probably one of Aberdeen's best played players, so uh, he'll be earning up towards the five grand, the four or five grand mark that's Christ. Aberdeen's kind of top whack, I think. So, you know, are you going to go to St Johnston where the top whack's probably two? Maybe St Johnson will half. pay two and Aberdeen will pay three and then you save some money. It's crazy because we're going to talk about the olden days and I bet Aberdeen were paying five grand then for wages. Easily, yeah. Mad, isn't it? Well, I think when we officially came out and said we paid five grand was 1997, Craig Hignett. You love, I mean, last time I was here you had a book about Craig Hignett. <laughs> I mean, it was detailed. I mean, Craig Hignett's own family don't know about as much as him as you do. Yeah, he was the first player because obviously um growing up not in Aberdeen you don't get to go to that many games no. um he was the first player I saw in the flesh who I thought oh Jesus that's a proper footballer like Craig really Hignett. good really good Craig Hignett yeah saw him play against uh, Inverness Cali Thistle in the cup in Inverness and his movement and his touch was exceptional anyway that's not what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about 1996. Woohoo! What a fun year. I turned 18. Uh huh. I hadn't discovered drinking. Uh huh. Or socialising. I just lived in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Hours of content from that. We'll be fine. <laughs> so you were not an 18 year old drinker? No, I didn't drink till I was near like 20. Sensible. Well, yeah, you know, again, it was just me being an arse, everyone else was doing it, so I didn't, so in uh, 96, for me, it was literally football and music, that was it, that was all I looked at and cared about. It's going to be very handy for this episode, though. Well, that is handy, but genuinely, that's all I did in 1996. And now you... And now I don't do one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I do come out of my house, so, yeah, you know, well, you can only do two things. That's a benefit, yeah. Yeah, socialise and football now. I mean, I, I still love music, but I just don't go to as much. I don't consume as much. I blame Spotify, but that's for another time. Yeah, I I, I think that when you don't have the need to go out and buy an album, it's changed the way you interact with music, about it, hasn't it? Yeah, here yeah. it is. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's true. I, I, am I going to listen to the whole thing? Nah, that song's rubbish. You, you listen to four songs. Well, four songs a week. When I first discovered FOP, and that you could get albums for like three pound and five pound. Oh, and I would spend like maybe twenty quid a go in FOP every week or every fortnight. It was brilliant. Yeah, no. you, you had like a whole thing to listen to for like yeah, to, to yeah, properly yeah. get to know for that next. Don't do that now. Yeah. So anyway, that's why I've given up on that. I mean, I still have Spotify. I pay money to it, but I do hate it. Well, but boo to them. Yeah, but also thanks, because every song in the world is in my pocket. <laughs> uh, right, where was I in 1986? 1986, I was just finished third year school, so I hadn't had to do my exams. Is that right? 15? No, fourth year's 
exams, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I hadn't done my oh, exams. Oh, well, you said you had to do them. No, because I'm, I'm trying to... you're an exceptional quite, child. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, I did exams in 97 and 98 and 99. So, yeah, hadn't done any exams yet. Oh, that's good time. I wasn't isn't? really that keen on working at school, so that was quite good. Good times. Um, I was um, earning earning money um, by um, means. What were you up? That sounds dodgy. <laughs> I was what just what think, means were you up I, to? No, like um, gathering sheep and... Oh. Uh, like, what team is it you used to work in? shearing sheep and things like that i didn't do the shearing of the sheep but i did all the bits around the shearing of the sheep you know uh, you could not be more of an aberdeen fan basically right catching sheep and turning them over and handing them to sheep shearers was it, uh-huh. which, which was a nice we earner in 1996 for the whole year no you d- just do it for like a couple yeah, of weeks i was gonna say like that's not a career at that point but i got paid an adult's wage for that then and i earned as much like in the summer of 96 as all my other people in my my cohort friends who went out and did real jobs and uh, well that's okay then so that was nice so mm, i had some good. money 1996 uh and uh yeah that was about i had really good curtains or like a big floppy fringe i genuinely thought you meant in your bedroom <laughs> i had curtains as well we'd not long moved house though and like yeah, I did. I did have nice curtains because that was a new thing to us to actually have a house where like there was nice things in it. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. This isn't going to go too grim. Don't worry. Jesus. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I had cur- I'd like that's probably the best my hair's been because I kept that hair until I went to university, not realizing that like the whole world had changed that hair. Ah. And then I got there thinking I had the coolest hair. You thought you were in line. But I think it was just that brief period. You had a ni- retro haircut. 95, 96, that it was actually relevant. Uh, I don't ever remember trying to be relevant with my haircut. I just remember, I don't know, I like. I think around 95, 96, I developed a bit of a Britpop walk. Maybe you were cooler than me. And I, d- I didn't mean to, but I did mean to. Do you know that yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. You're kind of forming yourself as a human being, as an adult. And I just thought, well, everyone in Britpop is fucking cool. I'm going to have to learn how to walk like them to succeed in life. And now I can't kind of shake it off. Now I, I do have this like swaggery thing that I developed. Uh, and it doesn't quite go along with my normal personality. But I've just... You've I've still got the look. I've still got the Britpop walk. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've often said, here comes John with his Britpop walk. <laughs> with his, I mean, he misses the curtains now. I think your hair's never looked better than now. This do you think so? Yeah, definitely. Totally shaved off. That's Gone. the safest. Just get rid of yeah. it all. That's what I want to do. Options are Look like a tennis limited. ball. That's, yeah. what, that's my dream. Same length of hair, down here and up there. Not down here, I mean my beard. <laughs> <laughs> Let's clear that up. Um, yeah, so that was 96. Uh, I, I guess, like, since the whole focus of this is what, what was hopeful about that summer, um, it, it was... It was Aberdeen signings. It was where we'd been and where we were going to. So, do you know offhand, and this might be unfair, where you finished the season before? No. Cool. No, but I know not that well. No. No, because that was uh, the start of Roy Aitken coming in. Mm-hmm. That's where we won the... We'd so you'd won a cup the season before. We'd won a cup the season before. Stephen Glass won a bike. Stephen, Stephen Glass won that mountain bike, the Coca-Cola mountain bike. And uh, I think... Did Roy Aitken replace Willie Miller? It looked dead cool with a big disc on the back. Oh, they were um, the rage, weren't they? They were They were really cool. Just a weird thing to give a professional footballer as a prize. When, in those days, Scottish footballers were earning five grand a week and stuff. Don't know what they thought he was going to do with that bike. But 
How did you beat in that cup final? I don't even. I just remember the picture at the end. The kind of the bike took presence over everything. But yeah, no. Um, a good year for Aberdeen. I mean, I'm not going to say where you finished yet in that year because that'll come after you tell us how hopeful you were. Yeah, we beat um, Dundee two 0 in that cup final. Did Billy Dodds play in that game? Billy Dodds played and scored. Right. Uh, Billy Dodds, Duncan Shearer. When you had a Billy Dodds, Duncan Shearer. I always preferred Duncan Shearer out of them too. Because you saw my power way. I think everyone loves Duncan Shearer, don't they? As a, as a player and a. Yeah, he was just a big. Uh, he was rough always bastard, and wasn't he was, he? But he was always jovial and like good yeah. footballer, good finisher. Yeah, scored a lot of goals. There. So you were optimistic with Roy Aitken in charge. Um, I was. You yeah. just were because you were. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying we, because we, yeah, of him. We just won the cup. Yeah. Um, and you 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 are going off the back there of a team that you know. Was it the 91 92 where we ran Rangers close? 92, yeah. Uh, you know, so you've got all the 80s success. Like me as a young ish guy, that's all you know. And then you're going into that having not far off won the league. And then you're spending loads of cash. We spent loads of cash in 95, and then we spent loads of cash again in 96. 95, we signed Paul Bernard, mm-hmm. first million from pound Oldham. transfer for Oldham, for, for Oldham, from Oldham. From Oldham. Uh, Dean Windass, seven hundred and fifty thousand pound, uh, Hull City. So that's that's big cash outlay. If you spent that now, you'd be shocked. Yeah, we can't. We don't have that. No, you we don't, don't have no, that. Not at all. So you'd had that all come the season before, and you think, right, this is kind of building towards something. We've won the cup, summer nineteen ninety six. I've got curtains. Um, my voice is broken, which is really good. That's nice. Uh, yeah. No, it's re- still it's still there. Because before then. Were you quite high pitched, John? I wasn't high pitched. No, I did this thing, uh, probably to go along with the Brit pop here. Do but you know where you kind of have to just pretend you're not interested in things because mm-hmm. you're a boy. I still do that. Yeah, and it wouldn't be cool to. So I just kind of wander around talking about things yeah. like this. I mean, my voice just sounded a wee bit deeper because everyone else's voice had broken. I don't. And yeah, I have vivid memories of uh, standing in the co-op. Um, pretending to have a deeper voice than I did when I went to the counter. 96 was a hell of a time for you. So 96, that had changed. That was fine. Oof. All, go- all gone. Glory be. Yeah. Yeah. So Optimistic go. for Aberdeen. Voice is broken. Walking like he's in Britpop. What a time for young John McDermott. And uh, what else happened? Summer 1996. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get onto this because this is another feature we are doing, but my mum got me a Euro 96 watch. A Euro 96 watch? Yeah. And it was a crap watch. It wasn't like a good watch, but it was a, something that in the advance of it, she had had to collect tokens together and send them away and get me a watch. Well, that's quite nice. And that was quite nice. She was like, oh, you like football. I'll collect these tokens. And then she just presented me with this plastic watch, which had like the Euro 96 All right. uh, little symbol on it. And uh, Was yeah. Euro 96 the one where... Coke gave away yo-yos. No, that was earlier than that. Was that was that was that America? Was that ninety four? Yeah, I think it was even earlier than that. Was that early ninety? I think it was ninety because I remember the yo-yos. Remember the wee footballs? I remember the wee, fo- the wee they footballs. They were definitely Italian. They were definitely Italian ninety. They yeah. were green, white, and red, weren't they? Yeah. So I think the yo-yos might have been ninety two, or ninety. I remember them being close <sighs> to each other time. anyway. Yo-yos, footballs, watches. Really good yo-yos. Yeah, I try to get into that. Nowadays, if we got yo-yos, right, with YouTube, we'd all be like walking a dog, cats in the cradle, all of that stuff. And then there was no one to teach you. 
You know, you just had to fucking figure it out. I've sworn this podcast. That's a disgrace. Oh, yeah, this, we haven't actually sworn. That's the first no, one. I is know, it? I know. It's about yo-yos. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Um, yeah, no, I like the yo-yo, but I had no idea what to do with them. I mean, I understood what you had to do with them, but I couldn't make them do stuff. I could do walking the dog. Yeah, so could I, that seemed quite straightforward, though. That yeah, was like, but boom, it looked boom. like a thing. Yeah. Um, I couldn't do the one, the cradley thing, and... Around the world was just swinging it, I think. Yeah, there was. And you. there was one where you went up and down and then down and up, which just seemed like throwing it up. But apparently, you always had to have it on like the spinny bit. Of the I spin. think. Yeah, Don't but know. they were a quality yo-yo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Who remembers biscuits? <laughs> <laughs> we could get Peter Kay on to join oh, us. Oh yeah. This. Eh? Jesus, who remembers Scotia? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we got. Well, we narrow this down to why I was optimistic. You can ask me some questions about this. Would be easier. Why was I optimistic about nineteen? I think I've asked you why you're optimistic about ninety six already. Uh, fo- football. I said why were you optimistic about ninety six? Was it the fact that you had Roy Aitken in charge? Remember oh, yeah. when I said those yeah, words? Yeah, and then I was like, yeah. So I'd kind of asked you why you were uh-huh. optimistic about football. I felt at that point. Okay. Well, what what, what about the signings? Well, you tell me, John. <laughs> Well, I just ask my own question. I asked you the question. I mean, I asked <laughs> you, you a broad football one, question. One John, nine ninety six. What happened? <laughs> That's it. You can go home now. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, uh, we signed Ilyan Kiriakov. All right, and he'd played in the World Cup in ninety four. Did he? He was the semi finals, and he'd played in that. Yeah, and he had uh, done a right good job on all the good. I think he'd marked Paul Gascoigne out of the game when Bulgaria played England. He was a big he, name. He was. People had heard of him. Yeah. That was a good... And was not another Bulgarian boy? Who I think we signed just to be his friend. What happened to the other like Bulgarian get, fellow, John? If you get a cat and you're worried about leaving the cat in all day... This is exactly what I've done. Yeah. I had a cat and now I have two cats because I was worried the other cat was lonely. That, I think... Neither of them are Bulgarian. That's, that you should have called your cat Kriakov and Sanko Well, it's better than calling my cat Brendan and then Brendan walks out on you. <laughs> Me and that cat. Not was, the cat. No, the cat stayed. Okay. Um, he left. Anyway, so you signed the Bulgarian internationalist that people have heard of, and the other Bulgarian internationalist yeah, that nobody it, has. Yeah, but how did? I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't as exciting as Kiriakov. No, but he was an internationalist. Yeah, well, no, but he wasn't exciting. Team. I mean, there's loads of internationalists. He was a right back, and he also had like big fringe curtains like me. So that was quite good. Except his were more sinister. I think that's mostly not really sinister. It was just because that is how I thought Eastern Europeans looked at that age. I am obviously um, wiser than that at this age. But, you Good know, for you, John. Um, but maybe we should be a post a picture of him out. Sanko's fitting off. Yeah. Aye, people can decide. About his curtains, especially. I, re- I can't even remember what... Do we have a photo of you with your curtains? Can we compare curtains? Uh, there'll be one somewhere, yeah. Let's do I'll that. I'll try and find one that's definitely 1996. Wow. Um, I'll be it on the back of the photo in Biro. It will. That's um, how we did that. Aye. There's one there. Sanko's sweating off. I remember him getting to the byline and putting a cross in and then pumping his fist. It led to a goal, but it was just this moment where you were like, oh, you are a passionate man. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> if it didn't lead to a goal, his standards are quite low. Uh, ah, I yeah. got a cross in. Good for me. High five. But it was really exciting to see. Uh, so we signed him. Uh, Paul Bernard is uh, off. No, Bernard, just let, just, let's not, let's keep these... Uh, that's off. why I don't ask you questions. They're, they're the guys we signed in '95 oh. to make me hopeful for '96 because they'd already been signed. So you'd had them. When you the say team. hopeful for '96, you mean hopeful for '96, '97 season? Yes, right. yes, yes, okay, yes. Okay. So from the summer of '96 yes. onwards. Okay, okay. Do, that's we fair can enough. agree on our terminology here. Right, I know where we are now. Um, We're in June, probably. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, and 
the, 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 I guess, like you say, these guys are exciting, but probably the most exciting of all the 1996 summer signings for <laughs> season 1996-97, Kevin. Yep, that, that, now that I'm paying attention. Yeah, uh, was Tony Kambari. He was the most exciting. Do you not remember Tony Kambari? Did he play for Rave Rovers? What? Tony Kambari. The French defender who played for PSG, I think. <laughs> I think. I think uh, you know I haven't researched this before we played. Done this. I think he played for Rafe Rovers. No, he did not. You're confusing him with other people. Who are confusing him with? I have no idea who you're confused, but it's not Tony Campari who was. Tony Campari went on to manage PSG. But was, I mean, Tony Campari. I don't think so. Kevin, what? How how can you like? How how can you not know who he is? I, what was the name of the fellow that played for Rafe Rovers with a similar name? And then and then played where? What as a defender? As a? I think he was a striker. Right. Well, this was when Christian Nade. <laughs> you confusing? Nah. Google Rafe Rovers name sounds like and he'll be fine. Uh, nah, I don't remember him at all. Was he good for Aberdeen? No, he wasn't particularly good. Well, but that's well, the whole. Well, 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 why am I going to remember him? Because because this is a summer of hope. It's not a summer of what actually was good or not. You can remember him because he was a really big name in uh, world football. I remember the Bulgarian fellows. Yeah, you just Tony Kambari slipped under your um, paying attention net. It there. can't have been in the Daily Record. Is that where all your football? Well, came in ninety eight there was no internet, John. Yeah, there was um, CFAX. There was CFAX, but I wasn't checking out the Aberdeen page. It was very good. I was a big fan of CFAX. I think page three one zero was Scottish football on that. Do you remember they brought out a thing? And did this happen in 1996 or not? But I think it might have been around that time where there was like a premium rate phone number. You oh, could yeah, phone yeah. Up to hear rumours about your club. Basically Twitter. I mean, you paid a premium rate for it. Yeah, I remember that. And it was and the, the headlines were always like, sell it again for a star striker. <laughs> and yeah. you'd be like, who the fuck's that, man? He sounds good. Genuinely, I saw a tweet about this today. I remember phoning that up when my parents were out of the house and then panicking that I'd phoned up this, like, Star Talk well, or whatever it was called. We used to work in the what same hotel. called Team Talk? Or? Team Talk. We used to work in the same hotel at different times in Sky, uh-huh. in Scabist, and they had a wee payphone, but they would only start charging you when the phone got connected or something, and you could always hear the headlines on that for free. You put in your money, it doesn't take any money, it would just cut you off. I mean, it probably charged them every time, but on the payphone, so I used to always hear about... Um, Radachenko, I think his name was. He was always linked with Celtic on Team Talk. We never got him. Dmitry Radachenko. Mark de Grazer. It was all these guys that we always got linked with. Belgian fella, Russian fella. And we never got any of them. But yeah, Tony Kambari, John, I think, to be honest with you, you're making him up. No, no, I'd just, yeah, no. They all signed. Everything felt really hopeful. We drew 2-2 with you guys in the first game. I think every big team we played, we either got a result against or got a draw, um, and then it all went tits up. When did it go tits up? It went tits up round kind of Christmassy time, downhill, second half of the season. Everything was um, shitey, shitey after there. But, you know, that's uh, that's the way of these things, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, your season did... so. Did you get any cup runs? Did you do anything? Were you in Europe from winning the League Cup? Surely, no? Or at that point, it was we, just Scottish Cup? We were in Europe, and I remember this quite well. Do you remember Valences? Yes. They were big in 1996 as well. Um, and I had a Valence on my bed. <laughs> this, is, this is an important part of this story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. And under the Valence, 
I had put an old record player that my sister got from my great auntie. And it was a really nice old record player. Much like this one behind me yeah, here. Yeah. Like a really proper quality bit of kit. But it wouldn't fit under the bed unless I ripped the top off it. So I ripped the top off it and like slid it under the bed. And then I could lift the valance up. And I had like this massive big light up radio under the bed, which was amazing. Uh, right? Anyway, <laughs> that's where I listened to, to Aberdeen beat uh the i think they were a lithuanian team in the first round all right okay uh and then barry town i remember being in bed uh like just in bed because you it, like what nobody else in your house is an aberdeen fan you've got to go to your bed to, to listen, listen to, to the games yeah of course the games so yeah i had that lit up under the bed listening to us first of all beat barry town um at home and uh then a dreadful 3-3 draw away from home, which it felt like the whole game was slipping away from us. You know, that way it was just like... So did you, get around, through. So did you get around to like the third round? We got... Second round, because the first round was yeah, qualifying round. Yeah, so round, round two, and then we played Brombo. Is, there, is it Brombo? What was it? The Bromby. <laughs> Bromby John. <laughs> we call him Bromby. Uh, and lost 2-0 away from home, which you're like, okay, that's respectable. And then it was just... It, it was a game where they came away from home and they just knew exactly how to defend against us and frustrate us and it was it, it was running out a nil-nil the home way and then we went out and then I guess that's a precursor to us one one day getting uh, good old Debbie Skodal in as manager wow sliding yeah. doors moment exactly but you got him we got him so nothing actually changed <laughs> so not a sliding doors moment is that I mean, I'm sure there was probably some sliding doors kicking about. There probably was. I mean, 96. Yeah, they were probably they cutting were edge. 96 as well. Celtic didn't get as far as Aberdeen in Europe that year. Um, Hamburg knocked Celtic out. Convincingly. 2-0, 2-0. Boof, out you go. Yeah. You're convinced that Andy Tom scored for Hamburg in them games. No, I'm convinced he played for them, not scored for them. I mean, I can't even remember. And I liked Andy Tom. I, yeah. I think he did come from there, but I don't know if he played. But Celtic were not very good in Europe. Um, who was your team? Who was your 1996 team? Who were the big... Well, 96 team, we, we spent some money that summer and we brought in some big names. Paolo Di Canio from AC Milan. I mean, he, he was great for us. It's a shame that he's a fascist now, but at the time... Yeah, oh, fuck, he's rough, John. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no, he's a bit mental. Um, to, yeah, uh, so we brought him in. Uh, Pre-fascist, quite a cool guy to have in your team. Bit mental. Hmm. Remember I'm telling Ian Ferguson he was going to break his legs. Just a maniac, but unbelievable player. Um, obviously, he scored that goal against Aberdeen with the gold boots that you must remember from the long ball when he takes it down, lifts it over the keeper, taps it in. Oh, I mean, I love Paolo Di Canio. We hadn't won a trophy, we hadn't won the league in so long, and we got him, and it was quite exciting. Um, he was big. And also, we got Alan Stubbs for like three and a half million quid from Bolton, and he was super high rated. I mean, they all thought he was going to go to one of the best teams in England. He was like the highest rated young centre back in England. And Celtic got him. And I remember he was always in 90 Minutes magazine about how good he was. I was stunned when Celtic got him. Three and a half million quid. Um, he was 24. Peak of his powers. I don't know. I still don't know how we got him. Yeah, He's we, a really good player for Celtic, Alan Stubbs. That's a time when Scottish football was picking up the, the up there with the best players yeah. going around, you know. I mean, Rangers were buying big guys that summer as well. Alberts. Alberts Bjorklund. The Hammer. Yeah, he told me to fuck off once. Really? Yeah, he did, yeah, in Portree. <laughs> How come? Remember, he used to always knock around Portree. No. Alberts was on Sky all the time in the summers. No. Yeah, he was. Really? Yeah, he was. You remember Alec McLeish was? But... Yeah, I know. But um, that was because of his business partner, wasn't it? But I, Jörg Alberts used to knock about Portree all the time. I told me to fuck off. 
Did you say anything to him? Oh, probably. I was young and daft. <laughs> this is after you'd uh, started drinking. No, no. I, uh, I, mean, I, wasn't, I don't think I was drunk on the day. Maybe it was. It was down the pier. Anyway, uh, he was some player for Rangers. Jesus, he used to hammer us. Hammer. Um, but aye, that summer was quite good. I mean, Decanio and Stubbs are massive signings for Celtic. Um, Enrico Anoni came on as well. Oh, aye. A legendary, bald Italian. Um, he was never that great for us, really. No. But, um, but you know, £300,000, bit of a bargain. Did a job, fondly remembered. Um, I used to have an Enrico Anoni um, beanie hat that I bought at Celtic Park one time. Don't know how he got his own hat. I mean, was he that big of a deal? Was he? Well, he had his own hat, John. But anyway, he wasn't that good. And um, we'd got rid of our uh, Albanian superstar, Rudy Vata. We'd got rid of John Collins on a Bosman. That was the first kind of dealing with Bosman that we'd had. It was quite new then, Bosman, 96. I think Gary Smith was the first Scottish player to leave, wasn't he? I remember the big hoo-ha. Um, and in fact, I think it was Roy Aitken wheeled him out in a press conference and kind of embarrassed him. Cause, oh, uh, I kind of remember that. He was he was going to... Was it Rennes he was going to in France? He was going to France anyway. Well, yeah. Uh, and and he just kind of sat him out there and made an absolute tit of him, basically. Yeah, John Collins went to Monaco. Yeah. Fergus McCann was arguing that Monaco wasn't part of the EU, wasn't he? It was like a principality. <laughs> oh, McCann was mad keen on that. Like He's like, that's not a member state. That means uh, the freedom of movement doesn't apply. McCann went nuts about that. Because McCann was brilliant. He's probably right though, isn't he? I think he was right. Yeah. I think technically he was absolutely <laughs> on the money. And I think Monaco and French football, they kind of, they were a bit, I think there was a bit of wheeling dealing going on there where they were like, fucking, we've got to be careful with this. Because is there not a whole thing where they're like, Monaco don't pay their taxes? Yeah, properly, so I think, I think like, there was a lot. I think when McCann started talking about it, they all got quite itchy over there. Like if this starts getting unraveled, this could be problems. I was gutted to lease John Collins. Like we were shite and he was great. He was a fantastic footballer. He was an unbelievable yeah. footballer. Um, I mean, he was the one that I genuinely thought could have got us somewhere. And he never really did. Um, but he went to Monaco. And uh, now he's an arsehole. So there you go. The John Collins story. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the season, I was just looking. I mean, obviously, I, I know that we didn't win the league because we stopped nine in a row like, two years after that, one year after that. Celtic only lost the league that season by five points to Rangers. And Rangers beat us four times in the league. So one of them wins, takes three off them, three to us, and we win the league. I, I lost every game today. That must have been the Andy Gorham stuff. Who was um, Rangers manager in 96? Mark Smith. It was still, yeah. yeah. When did Advocate come in? 98? 98, I think. Right. Yeah. I think he came in as a reaction. Well, Walter Smith announced he was leaving when they were going for 10 in a row. He announced that mid-season. And I remember that being it. around yeah. Dan December, January, mm -hmm. I think he announced he mm -hmm. was leaving. And Celtic won the league that year. But yeah, no, that year there, I mean, they beat us. They beat us 2-0, they beat us 1-0, they beat us 3-1, and they beat us 1-0. And that was it. That cost us the league. Um, and that was that That was just a mental thing at the time. That Celtic team could not beat that Rangers team. So it's quite shite being a Celtic fan at that point, to be honest with you. But it was good being alive. It was all right, wasn't it? <laughs> it was all right. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. There was other, you know, nothing else to be done. But, you know, I mean, I think we went in optimistic. We spent some money. But then, as always, I mean, I dare say that first round Europe, uh, European exit was probably the end of my joy or optimism in the season. Got off to a good start, although drop points to Aberdeen day one. Never good to drop points to Aberdeen. Yeah, we still had Stephen Glass in 1996, which is... He was another one of them where you're like, OK, this is a really good footballer. We've got a good footballer here, thankfully. Was he in Jess away? 
Ian Jespo, that they were his Coventry years. He went away for 1.75 million. These are these are the facts that I've got in my head, and he came back to Aberdeen for. £650,000 and signed on the exact same day as you guys signed Henrik Larsson for £650,000. I remember the back pages. So that's where I've got... I haven't checked this fact, but I remember the back pages and it was Larsson signs, Ian Jess signs, and the money was the same. Wow. Um, Who got the better of that deal? We'll never know. Never know. We'll just never know. I mean, I I wouldn't swap Ian Jess for Henrik Larsson. Fuck off, you wouldn't swap him for (laughs) Henrik Larsson. (laughs) Jesus. It's Ian Jess, man. It's Ian Jess. Aye. I mean, I obviously there wasn't a lot of Scottish football on telly at that time. So you heard a lot about Ian Jess, but I never saw that much of him. But if you go on YouTube, then not a lot comes up, I'll be honest. Nah. Ah, oh, shut up. Honestly, I think he's overrated. Rubbish. Rubbish. Ian Jess was the... See, Ian Jess is an 18-year-old. Incredi- incredible. Ian Jess is a 30-year-old. Still incredible as well. He's done a bit. Incredible. Incredible. I don't uh, know if you've ever seen any of Henrik Larson's goals. No. Remember him? Fifty of them. Or was he? He's pretty good. Aye. Used to have dreadlocks. Got a haircut. Scored a header against Aberdeen once. Good player. Well, let's move on. What two, John? What two? This bit that you're going to do now. Oh, I, I mean, I'm not. We're going to do it. Come, you know, as a duel. No, no, you're doing this. No. See, see since you left me to ask my own fucking question I to myself, you, I asked you the question. I said, were you optimistic at Roy Aitken? So that's clearly an optimistic football question about 1996. And then you only ever asked me questions about things that I didn't know the answer to. Well, that's because I don't want to ask you questions because if you don't know the answer, <laughs> then you go on the on the Google and I've got to fill and say stuff like, oh yeah, I remember that Bulgarian guy. No one wants that. So I don't know what you know, so I don't want to ask you questions in case you don't know. We could have organised this beforehand. Right, let's do this bit, which is um, five things. Five things? Five things, that's what, is that Basically, what it's called? It's a, well, no, it's going to be called like... And I don't... I mean, five was a, a weird number, but it kind of fits. But I want to pick a kind of football number. So if we could work the title around some kind of five-a-side kind of title that we'll do for the next one, that'd be good. Okay. I made a jingle yeah, for you your did. joy. Ready? Go. Five, 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 the five top things. Here are five things you might like. They're mostly football related. Pretty good, isn't it? That's it. That's the rockiest one to date. Um, I think he was angry at me asking for a jingle, (laughs) to be honest with you. This might be my uh, finest vocal performance. Right, well, now, we're not very high-tech in here, are we? Nope. Uh, Two microphones. Mm Mm-hmm. A couple of Apple gadgets, the internet, and now I've got to go and do this. So this is, uh, thinking about, you, 96, you cannot think about 96 without you thinking about Euro 96, yeah? Maybe the best international tournament of all time, or my lifetime, that or France 98 would be the two of my choose. France 98, I think for me, because I was at a better age to appreciate it, but I was still slightly too young, but France 98 with Scotland there and everything just felt incredible, and being 17. But Euro, Euro 96, we had the Britpop. Yep. It was all in Britain. The times were great. Every game was kind of on telly. Only sixteen teams in it. Um, I had a watch. It had. I mean, when you when you go and look at the play, you had a watch. I had a yo-yo. When you look at the teams and the the names of the players, I mean, it is just like it was the best. So anyway, this is a list of my top five goals from Euro '96. Commentary from Tony Gubba. I don't know if it's from Tony Gubba. <laughs> I just wanted to say his name because I miss him. Um, and when I was looking at them. I can remember all of these perfectly, apart from one, um, which was weird. Uh, the goal I couldn't remember is third on the list. Spoiler alert. 
But number five, uh-huh. right now, watch the mic action here. I'm going to get a row because I've got to move the mic. Number five is a goal scored. Well, I'll play the I'll play the commentary and then we can discuss it okay. very briefly. Should I come round and look at it? Or? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, can we edit this a bit? <laughs> I'm going to take, take my microphone round as well. Right, oh, okay, oh. so bear with us here. Hang on. Lads. Hang on, lads. Still plugged in here. Oh, boy. All right, so. Right, I'm goal here. Goal five. Commentary from, I'm going to say, Barry Davis. So explain your high-tech technology here, Kevin. Whoa. <laughs> John, wait now. You're going to have to really be careful. Are we not ready? No, not yet. Okay. Nope. All right, you have to find the spot. I have it's two twenty-five. Okay. What? <laughs> My notes are all to shit, John. <laughs> how how is that so wrong? Right from here. Good, beautiful. Right. All right. All right. To goal number five. Yep. Scored by Ali McCoist versus Switzerland. Commentary to follow. Here's Ali McCoy. Yes! And long, long last, a goal for Scotland. Fucking sarcastic bastard, eh? Game three. <laughs> Get long, long last to go for Scotland. I mean, we missed a penalty against your lot. Who is that? That's not. That's not Tony Gabba. No, is that Tilsley? Is it? It is Clive Tilsley. Sounds like him. ITV's number one arsehole. Mm-hmm. I can't stand him. Uh, what some goal by Alan McCoy? Yeah, Alan McCoy um, Switzerland. I mean, that was his only. I mean, that was our only goal of the tournament. Um, but it was a screamer. Um, so now we're going to go on to uh, the fourth best goal oh, of this tournament. The goal to people who so don't know what, it. Oh come on now! We've all known the goal against uh, Switzerland. Ali McCoy plays a one-two. I think it's with Gordon Judy, about twenty-five yards out. Uh huh. Right foot sitting near post top corner. You don't save those, John. No, you don't. You know? So, a bit of a screamer. Um, and it was just... I mean, we were going through at that point. England were 3-0 up. Holland scored late on to go 4-1. And that was us out. We went out in goal difference. I think I remember that, yeah. Fuck, I mean, that's unlucky, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that was my fifth favourite goal of that tournament. Uh, the fourth best goal of the tournament, Jürgen Klinsmann uh-huh. against Russia. I, this is the one I couldn't remember. Okay. All right, so uh, play some BBC guy. Klinsmann. He's taken on the keeper off. It's Jürgen Klinsmann. It's a brilliant goal to surely secure the points for Germany. And the man fated as the favourite to be the leading scorer in these European championships. Oh, that is So, Jürgen Klinsmann there doing his best James Forrest impression. Outside of the right boot. Bending into the top corner. It, it, Clive Tildesley again, saying Jurgen Klinsmann, who everyone thinks will be the European the top goal scorer in Euro ninety six. He wasn't. Let me tell you now. <laughs> Wee bit of trivia for you, John. Who was Euro ninety six's top goal scorer? Uh, was that Proborski? No. Why would you mention him? <laughs> just a name that's in my head, you know. <laughs> it's just <laughs> that's one of my favourite ninety six. Um no, uh, the f- the top goal scorer of that tournament was your man. Um, Alan Shearer was it? Alan Shearer five goals wow did not know um, that I didn't really like him now people say that we don't like Rangers but goal number three another Rangers player this one hurt 
but you all remember where you were when this went in. Yeah, I um, you wouldn't even need to. This is the one where you don't even need to play it. No, because, I mean here it I comes. I mean you're going to because I'm going to because it's here. But just now, um, yeah, this goal here. Boo. One thing about TV commentary is they don't really tell you what he's doing, do they? <laughs> no. I mean, we don't need to know what he's doing there, did he? He made Colin Henry look daft. Yeah, and Colin Henry was uh, at the peak of his powers then. Colin he Henry, them. I mean, I don't like him. He was a hero, though, to the Scottish fans in 96, wasn't he? He was, I mean, he was... I mean, I hate... I mean, I'm not going to say Braveheart, am I? But, I mean, he was Braveheart to us all, wasn't he? That qualification campaign he and the great. following one is just... Colin Henry throwing himself in front no. of everything. Was Colin Henry playing for Rangers as well? I think he no. was. I think, no, did Gascon not lift it over his Rangers teammate and then score past his Rangers goalie? Did he? I'd need to check. Anyway. I think he was still at Blackburn then. Unbelievable goal. Okay. Unbelievable goal. It was, yeah. Now, for me, the next two are equal. Uh, this goal here is Davar Suker for Croatia making their debut uh, against, the che- against Denmark. Okay. Um, and again, how do you not remember this goal? Anyway, here comes some commentary... I don't know where I am. To be fair, it was superb. It was superb, yeah. Davor Suker, um, I think he moved to Real Madrid after that. After that tournament. Croatia were new to us all. We had no idea what we were going to get and they were brilliant that tournament. What a side. I mean... Just an incredible goal. Davar Suker uh, putting it over Peter Schmeichel, who I didn't like. Um, a lot of people you don't like. Kevin. I didn't like Peter Schmeichel because he played for Man United and he had a big red face. That's all? Yeah, that was enough for me, John. Um, <laughs> and I thought, thanks Davar Suker for doing that to him. And now, actually, a Man United player has scored my favourite goal of Euro 96, Karol Poborski. Well, Tweet these goals out. These are all available Was if you've not seen them. Was he a Man United player at that point? He moved to Man United after, after this. Yeah. Um, I think this goal scored at Villa Park. Anyway, it's Karol Poborski versus Portugal. I think everyone knows this. Kind of scoop chip. I've not seen a goal like it since. Uh, here's some guy. He's still there. It's Poborski for the Czech Republic. And he's lobbed it. Oh, what a goal. To him all around the ground. Oh. <laughs> now, I like that goal because it's against Portugal, who I don't like ever. Yeah, I agree with that. Apart from Mourinho, who I quite like now, but I didn't like then. Victor Bay, but that goal there, I don't think we've seen many chips like that. Uh, no, literally no. a chip for a winner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did you have that lined up no, beforehand? It, it just came to me. Oh Christ, this is impeccable stuff. I mean, obviously, the rest of this didn't quite go as well as no, planned, but um, the chip for a winner is worth Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll tidy that up in the edit. No one will know how truly bad that was. But they were the top five goals from Euro 96. I can remember all of them. Like, I can remember seeing all those goals going. The Davar Suker one's probably my favourite now in hindsight, and I've put that number two. Yeah. It, it's just too good. It's a left foot chip on a counter brick. Schmeichel's gone up for a corner to try and score an equaliser. He's running back. Suker just chips him. Beautiful. Anyway, we'll tweet these goals out in our, what do you call the thing? Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, you can have a look at them. But, um, oh, I mean, Euro 96 for me, the peak of football tournaments. Now I'm going to give John a quiz on Euro 96. Uh, Which I haven't rehearsed for. No, no, genuinely. And you know my football interest is not ex- 
no, much I mean, this is going to be very brief. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Very simple Go, okay. questions. All right. So right. four teams were making their debuts in the European Championships, right? Uh-huh. Give me two of them. Switzerland. Correct. Uh, and going by the fact that you said we didn't know what we were getting from Croatia also, before. Also, I won three teams because oh, that one's obvious. <laughs> I couldn't say Croatia. Croatia's one of those. Yeah, I, you, you set the criteria out and I, I have definitely met the criteria. The other two were Bulgaria and Turkey. Turkey? Turkey oh, had a really obviously good team late then. Remember, ha, ha, they were in I, World I, Cup Is this stuff. where we just started including them also as Europeans? Is that that whole like, oh, mm, let's be nice to Turkey and I don't know, man. let them into? Because they're kind of... Half Europe, half Asia. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know if they were able to qualify. The tournament got much bigger then. Remember in 1992, it was only eight teams that Scotland qualified. We beat CIS 3-0. Paul McStay scored. Brian McClare scored. And someone else scored. But it used to only be eight teams that qualified for European Championships. Now, for next year's tournament, is it 32 teams? I think so. And we might not qualify. <laughs> How many teams are in fucking Europe? <laughs> like, um, so I, I mean, Europe. the teams in Europe have expanded. To the breakdown of the Eastern Bloc and the Russian dominance over there. So, you know. True. But there's more teams. Okay. Um, I'm looking for some goal scorers, John. Give me three goal scorers from Euro 96 that weren't on that list there. Oh, don't do this to me. Uh, uh, well, Alan Shearer's one. He was on, oh, yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I'll give you him. There's a uh, Bulgarian fella. Who scored? Yep. Nah. Christo Stoichkov. Oh, yeah. There's a guy that played for Rangers. Second top scorer in the tournament. Well, joint second top scorer in the tournament. Russian? Nope. Who was playing for Rangers? Brian right? Loudrop. He scored three fact, goals that tournament. He? he came second top goal scorer. He got three. I mean, look at the names here. Alan Shearer, Christo Stojkov, Brian Loudrop, Jürgen Klinsmann, Davar Sucker. That tournament had star power. When even Nedved scored, Gascoigne, Lauren Blanc, Jorkaev, Dugari, Loco. Oh, Jorkaev. Muller, Bergkamp, Cruyff, Clivert. I mean... That was a great, great tournament. And that was an, a thing that will probably tidy up and do better next time. Yeah, we need to work out how to work that whole thing with the playing the stuff and the talking about it at the same time. And mm. yeah, that didn't work. It wasn't ultimate. It wasn't the ultimate, but you made a very good job of selling five goals and Euro 96 to me. So for that, well done. And I couldn't remember until today right enough that Czech Republic were in the final. I mean, Germany beat them 2-1 in the final. Uh, semi-finalists were England and Germany and Czech Republic and someone else I don't have it to hand because England England got to the semis didn't they England got to the semis and got beat by Germany yeah Gascoigne had that one where he could have scored but he was too short uh-huh. uh, and then they, was it penalties and Gareth Southgate missed the penalty and then did the pizza hat advert oh yes and now he's the England manager everything comes he's right he's a shy football manager <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no Euro 96 uh Probably the best tournament that we've ever had. Beautiful. Uh, 1996 songs? Loads of them. Do you know what the best-selling album was in 1996? Uh, you do, because I told yeah, you earlier you told on. Me earlier it's on, a exactly. Jagged Little Hill by Alanis <laughs> Morissette. 1996 had some terrible albums as like its biggest-selling albums. But as you are saying, 1996 was King Britpop time. Oh, That's I mean Ash... Oasis had Don't Back in Anger out. And then also things like uh, California Love by Tupac, which I love. No Diggity, which still sounds good now. You had uh, Born Slippy, Underworld, Train Spotting. 96 was just a phenomenal year, really, for me to sit in my room and ignore it all. Beautiful. Yeah. But now you've got a reference point for things like this. Always. Yeah, no, I can always remember 96. Yeah. Um, I know where I was, roughly. A young man playing pool on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Should we just call this a day for this then? That's well, no, I mean, have, we have you got off... more 1996 reminiscences? Well, no, we started off with you saying it was your um, summer of optimism yeah. for Aberdeen. Yeah, uh, you came sixth that season. Yeah, we did. Uh, you, won, you won ten games out of thirty-six. Yeah, and you had a minus nine goal difference. We drew quite a lot. We lost loads of goals. Yeah, so not ideal. No, but certainly got knocked out of the Scottish Cup by Falkirk after a replay. So it could have been worse. Well, that's the thing about optimism is, you know. You just enjoy it. It can well be you misplaced. Can. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's uh, and I, and I think because you know things go to shit, then it's quite nice being optimistic now and again. Because sometimes maybe they won't. Yeah, that's a good outlook on life. Isn't that's it? the way it goes, isn't it? Really. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We Yes, cheerio. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers. Uh, yeah, that's it, isn't it? That, that crumbled away. She thought of how we were going to end that. <laughs> no, I am. Uh, <laughs> so, fuck off. Right. <laughs>